Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This, This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Canberra Region Workers Compensation Specialists. Malaganis Edwards Johnson. Bunch of reunions happening all across the globe at the moment with uh, the Venga Boys getting back together. They are the, back the, in town. They're back in town. The Venga bus is coming. Not um, it's arrived. The Spice Girls got together a few, a few years ago. They, they kind of kicked it off, I think. Yeah. They had that big tour where they went, they, Posh was like, I don't want to. And they went, we don't care. That's okay. And we're you, still going to just yeah. do stadium shows. You brought anyway. really nothing but the name to the group, so, so here that's we fine. go. You're yeah. going to watch us sell out Wembley Stadium Correct. anyway, and we did. And yep. I think they've kicked off a resurgence in late 90s, early noughties nostalgia. 100%. The Backstreet Boys released uh, like a new song, which was actually pretty good, but the latest ones to re-enter the circle, get back into the pit, as it were, are S Club 7. Now, S Club 7 have been performing... I would argue there are lots of parties like an S Club party. Yes, In fact, too, better, yeah. better yeah, than yeah, an S Club party. Because also, what the hell is an S Club party? I don't is it a party where they just play it's S Club songs? They just play S Club 7? Yeah. Producer Michael's shaking his head feverishly. So that uh, can't You can be jump it. on the microphone. Are we missing something here? Uh... There have been numerous studies done and <laughs> no scientist has been able to find a party that is bigger than an S-Club yeah, party. Yeah, fine, sure. Yeah. No dramas, thank you. I did look up what is an S-Club party, but it doesn't say it stands for anything. Very good. The S-Club uh, stands for Simon, apparently. Simon, Simon Club. Simon Club 7. Ma Ma Mike, it might just be easier if you stay in front of yeah. the microphone because if you're going to keep shaking your head like that off to the side, yeah. I can't I can't focus. Who, so, is, the, who is Simon, Cal? It can stand for numerous things. It's like, it's, it's one of those things where like the S can be for whatever you want. Yeah, it's right, secret nice. or okay, Secret yep, yep. Club mm -hmm. 7. <laughs> so what's happened with the S Club? So the S Club have reunited. They're performing to uh, sold-out shows all across the UK. They decided to do an intimate show that sold out in 90 seconds, which is pretty... Wow. Wow. People were keen to sell see four them. tickets. Uh, and no. How intimate? Well, if you sell four tickets in ninety seconds, that's not that impressive. Yeah, you sell four hundred in ninety seconds. That's very impressive. I will also say the tickets were forty dollars. So, okay. look, even if it wasn't that intimate, it's also not that expensive. So, they've decided to do a bit of an intimate one, and it's also not all seven of them either. Only two of them, Tina and Bradley, were going to show up. Okay. All right. So you get <laughs> S Club two. Yeah. You get S Club two. S Club two. Only S Club one showed up. You only got one person. One person showed up. Who? People were pretty pissed. Do I uh, only Bradley showed up? Bradley. Only Bradley showed up after Tina had a scheduling clash. And so you're expecting S Club Seven, and you get S Club One. It appears that everybody else in the band did stop moving. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, you have to play the song. You're going yeah. to make a pun yeah. based on a bit of music. And make sure the fader it. is up when yeah. you press play on the bit of music. Yeah, very good. Had um, a very rough night. Do you think that? It even matters. Party? It's his club. It's not like the Backstreet Boys are in sync where they all have different personalities. Well, I've like, got to be perfectly name, honest. If you can name me three out of the four, not including Tina and Bradley that I just mentioned, if you can name me three out of the four, I will... Or out of the seven, sorry. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to say that I can. And, and the only thing I'm going to say to you now, Ned, is another thing that's probably changed since the S Club seven days is Twitter has weaponized fandoms yes. to scare the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. So you'll never hear me say anything about Taylor Swift, yes. Harry Styles, <laughs> yeah, certainly not BTS. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, terrified BTS of fandoms. Anymore, so okay. And all I've noticed yeah. is that Michael is super angry about <laughs> yeah. everything we've been saying about S Club seven. So I'm going to say to Michael, Is one person enough from S Club 7, Michael? Uh, it depends on who it is. If you're getting... <laughs> okay, if, so if, do you know all seven? Yes, I do. Go name them. So there's Joe, yep. Hannah, yep. John, yep. Tina, Bradley, yep. Yep. Paul, and Rachel. Wow. 
That's impressive. almost impressive. They, they, that they, is they, impressive. They name-checked them in S Club Party, the song. I'm sorry, I, again, I did not know that. Yeah, again, Michael, all I can do is profess my ignorance. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> You're assuming that we are way caught up on our S Club mythology. Okay, well, then here you go. You can be the uh, the arbiter of this. Yeah. Is Bradley an acceptable is Bradley you paid okay? your money? He is the second most important uh, one Who's of the them? first, Tina? Joe. Oh, Joe. Okay, Joe's Joe. one who carries 80% Joe of the Joe Omiara. <laughs> yeah, good on you, Joe. Yeah, Joe handles most of the choruses the verses and everything. Bradley does the raps yeah, and that's okay. about I it. I nearly yeah, said yeah, he's right. the Harry Styles but then I got no. terrified of the Zane fan <laughs> and then I just, away, I can't, just, back, I just away. back away from the microphone. <laughs> Josh, a mysterious ball has uh, washed up on Japan's beach, uh, sparking an investigation. Japan has many beaches. Yes, it's not just the one. Well, Inshu Beach. Inshu Beach. Inshu Beach. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, it kind of is the one beach, but that's a dumb way to think about an island. Coastline. Yeah, yeah. 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 That means technically Australia has... Bondi Beach and Manly Beach are technically the same same, beach. It's the same coastline. And so is is Broome. I get the point you're making, man. But no, that's not how the world works. Inshu Beach. um, No one knows what this uh, this, uh, mysterious ball-looking thing is. It's about... About 1.5 metres in diameter. Looks sort of rusty. Maybe it's made out of iron, but no one can really figure out what the hell's going on. They've tested it to see that it's not an explosive, apparently. Yeah. So now they're like, well, we don't we don't know. Mm-hmm. Taking a look at it, it looks like a boy. Like It looks like it does a, look like a boy, yeah. It's like a thing you'd attach like a, a light to or yep. something or... Just floats out, and it does look like a lot like a sea mine as well. Or people are saying it's a giant egg. Yeah, yeah. People are saying that it's like Godzilla's egg or something. I mean, it's absurd. Yeah. That's an absurd thing to say. Yeah. People are people are so confused about it. I just know that whatever it ends up being, I would not get close to it because whatever it does in. Oh, look, I, even if they tell me it wasn't, it looks very radioactive. Yeah. I know next to nothing about radioactive material. Like, well, they've said it's not an explosive, but yeah. that, this looks to me like it's either a boy or a sea mine. Yes. And the fact that the fact that it's not a sea mine, yeah. I'm not I'm not buying that. Well, then to what, be it, yeah, what is yeah. it then? Because <laughs> it looks like a sea mine. Yeah. And the fact that we're not coming out immediately and saying, yeah, it's a boy, it's just a floating boy. Yeah, never mind. Then what is it? Yes. Because there's I mean. it, only like a couple of things this could be. That's what I mean. Unless they come out and they just go, would you, what would scare you more if they came out and we were like it is of earth but we have no idea what it is or if, if they said it's not of earth and we have no idea what it is well obviously it's not of earth and we have no idea what it is really yeah. I, it would scare me more if they were like we know it's from earth but we have no idea what it is I think if they said to if they if they came out and announced it's a mystery. the the authorities came out and announced yeah. this is not from this planet yeah. and we don't know what it is that might be the scariest announcement that could ever yeah. be made. But I mean that's what comets are. We don't know what they are. It's like a shooting star or whatever. I mean it's not good news. I I, I can't imagine I'd be calling my mum to tell her how excited I was. You're probably gonna maybe say to her, you know what? We've got some news. It's from a different planet. Yeah, and we don't know what it is. And the headline is. Dunno. I'm going to come visit real soon. That's what I've decided. <laughs> I need my fares in order. Ned, mm. right now, having a little bit of a talk about uh, the most recent episode of South Park, which has been probably more talked about than any episode of South Park in a maybe like 10 years. Yeah, but, South Park, I mean, obviously they're in the news every episode for the first few years of their debut, yeah. after their debut. But yeah, after a while, I think everyone started going like, South, South Park's in their own league, so they're doing whatever. Um, it's not that surprising anymore. This episode featured the Canadian prince yeah. and his new wife going on a privacy tour. 
tour. Correct. <laughs> Basically, where they were screaming to the whole world they want their privacy. Yep. And they were doing a global press tour to announce they wanted their privacy. Yes, correct. Uh, if that sounds a little familiar, yeah. and maybe a little bit of a satirization of something we've all been living through as a general population, you'd be an astute observer because yeah. they very much have drawn the Canadian prince and his wife to look a lot like you're on Prince on, Harry yeah. and Meghan Markle. You are and in on the joke. You, you are in that. on the joke <laughs> if you're making a connection. And in fact, the connection wasn't that subtle. So let me start with you, Sam. You've lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard. And now you've written all about it in your new book, where? And where rhymes with spare. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, it wasn't oh, even the, subtle. Yeah, no, the cover of the book is just a photo of his face. Yeah. It's, it's um, the exact same cover of spare. It's, it, it's, it's, not a, it's not a long bow yeah. to draw any connection between this and real life. Yeah. And that's what South Park do. They satirise things. Uh, it's either for you or it's not. Um, but this episode has been well-received and not well-received, all in the same spectrum, which is usually how a South Park episode goes down. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Here's the question I have for you, Ned. How would you think Harry Megan felt actually watching that episode? Not good. Not great. Yeah. They weren't that's something I can favourable toward them. Totally understand. Yes. Because I would imagine, and if I'm giving the full benefit of the doubt, Harry Megan have tried to get their point of view across. And depending on who you talk to, he's either succeeded yeah. barely. Yeah. That's probably the most glowing I've ever heard. It's like, oh, you kind of get from I the documentary, there's yeah. two sides of this story, yeah. to the other end of the scale where... It's like you're carrying on a little how bit. How do people who want to disappear into obscurity take a billion-dollar deal from Netflix and continue pushing themselves out there publicly? Yeah, like, I've never... I don't understand the logic. So everywhere between that is where people fall. Exactly right. I hadn't heard of Meghan Markle more than I currently have exactly. since she's left the royal family. Um, um, look, Harry's got his book out. They talk about Todgers a lot. Like this, yeah. this was—it's been a thing for the last six months. So what's happened? Because all I've seen since essentially this episode came out was about how mad he, Harry and Meghan Apparently are. Apparently they're furious. Apparently, yeah. according to sources, they're beside themselves. They're considering suing yep. the creators of South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, suing Comedy Central, suing yeah. Paramount, suing yep. everyone involved. A spokesman has actually come out for the couple and has said they're absolutely not considering suing. Yes, of course not. not. Considering suing. It'd be the dumbest thing Which ever. Which I actually think is one of the coolest things Harry and Megan have done in the last six months. Of course. To actually clarify that, yeah, we can take a joke. This We're not considering suing. The spokesperson, unfortunately, didn't just announce that, and this mm. is what I want to talk about this morning. They said they've called the spokesperson called the, the talk about suing, quote, baseless and boring. Yeah, don't say boring. Baseless. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Great word. Yeah. Boring. It's far from don't boring. Say that. That yeah, is, yeah. It's, this is We're far all from very, boring. We're very, very intrigued. Everybody <laughs> is intrigued at this point. You've got to know as a spokesperson for Harry and Megan, yeah. the story of them potentially suing the creators of South Park over not being. That's, that's something people are going to click on. And yeah. if you don't get that, you're not understanding what's happening yeah. right now. <laughs> now, Ned. Yes. Great news, mm. depending on how you see this particular bit of news. Apparently, Canberra homes are the biggest in the world. What? Yeah, well, wait a second. So, biggest in the world for capital cities. Really? There's a UK, UK company called Build World. Yeah. And what they've done is they've analysed a bunch of capital cities from around the world and decided that our median home size of 256 square metres is the biggest of all the capital cities in the world. That's pretty cool. But I also, like, really? That seems wild. That seems like pretty... Like a pretty crazy statistic. Um, I can give you other capital cities around okay, the world. Yeah, what, like, so, so if we're no, so we're number one, you're saying we're number one. What's and, number two? Well, I thought to myself, what's Washington DC? Yeah. Because you know that seems to me. I've been to Washington DC. It's a pretty big joint, eighty six square meters. 
86 to 256 for us. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, not even half. Tokyo's 100 square metres? Wow, I thought Tokyo would yep, be smaller, that's what I thought smaller than DC. Washington, DC. Yep. Yeah, they're very less. 93 metres squared for Rome. I was going to, Rome was going to be my, what about Madrid? You want to know Madrid? Is how's Madrid? Because the Spanish are very spicy. Well, I'm having a look at this. Uh, I can't see Madrid in this alphabetical list. Are well, we 100 yeah, so percent sure Madrid is the capital city of Spain? Yes, it is. Yes. Do you think it's Barcelona? I just found it in the list. Yeah. I found it in the list. Apologies, retractions. Uh, 91 meters squared. Yeah, for Madrid again. in Spain. That seems sort of small. Try I, and think of something somewhere that's like a palatial man, like manor, somewhere you could. Yeah, like a big sprawling countryside. Burn in Switzerland. I can see Switzerland every time I follow yeah, a Switzerland okay. Facebook page that just posts amazing pictures of Switzerland. Yeah, I believe they would have a lot of sprawling landscape to sure. build nice yeah, houses on. Sure, it's a mountain each, ninety-five meters squared. Wow, to two hundred and fifty-six meters squared here. What about Ontario? Ontario, because I feel like Canada's also quite big. Yeah, that's a good point. Cold, actually, isn't cold. it? There's a lot of area. Finally, you finally got one wrong. Do you mean Ottawa? Yes. Yeah, there we go. I yeah. knew it was an O one. 163 metres squared. So you actually are getting to a okay, point here yeah. where they're catching up a I'm little bit. I'm slowly starting to hone in my skills. So anybody who lives in an apartment in Canberra yeah. has just spent the last two minutes going, what the hell are you talking about? Yes, yeah. I don't feel like I'm living in one of the biggest apartments in the world. Have you driven around Red Hill lately? Yeah. Have you driven around Yarralumla lately? You're just living in the wrong suburbs. Deacon lately. Yeah. These houses are ginormous. Correct. And I think... What I'm actually going to get to here, I'm not going to crap on Canberra, but what I will say is the cities we've just mentioned are much bigger than this city. Yes, correct. And we're talking about the median home sale. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when Tokyo has like 15 million citizens living in it, and we've got 600,000. Yeah, we're not really the same. I don't know if we can compare those apples (laughs) to those oranges, to be honest. Now, Ned, people talk about gut health at the moment a lot. Yeah. You start to hear about different um, bacteria and all Drinking sorts of things. Drinking kombucha could be good for uh, gut health. Yeah, you do hear that a little bit. Um, among many other gut health-related yeah. things that people seem to be saying, everyone's an expert in your gut all of a sudden. Um, which is why I think it's not a shock that a company called Feel Complete over in the UK is looking for people to get more across their gut health. Mm. Um, what is a bit of a shock is the way they're talking about doing that is by paying £1,500 to train people in all aspects of digestive health and nutrition, essentially at the end of the day, to learn how to sniff poo. Um, they're but calling, these people are learning to sniff they're poo. They're learning to sniff poo. And it's they're going to be called pamiliers. Pamiliers? That's not... Like sommeliers? Yeah, I don't think that offsets what you're doing. And they'll be, they'll be learning to sniff the poop uh, and understand subtle changes in poop, smells, uh, textures, shapes, sizes, and what that can mean for your gut health. Yeah, that's... That's really foul. That's really because there's no clean, like there's not a clean enough way for me to be able to like justify that. Like when people have to go up to their necks in sewerage and they're like fishing stuff out or whatever, you work in a treatment plant, you get to put on like gumboots that go up to your neck. Like you literally wear a giant gumboot, essentially. Exactly right. You're wearing a full body uh, gumboot. In this, it's like it's just your nose. Like, even if you were wearing the full-body gumboot, you could put, like, plugs up your nose, and yep. then you're like, ah, well, whatever. But yeah, so you need to be the familiar. You're ingesting this air. Like, mm-hmm. you're breathing it in, and you're taking it in. It's going into your lungs. That's foul. Um, so, look, this is interesting for me because, obviously, I think what is happening at the end of the day here is this is really about Phil Complete getting some free publicity yeah, for themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we feel um, we're not talking about this in Canberra, Australia. This is a UK company, so yep. it's worked. Um, 
I don't know if what, is it going to work though. I don't know if anyone in Canberra is going to hear this and go, God, I got to get to the UK. But I don't know what Phil complete is. Yeah, whereas yeah, I didn't yeah. before, and I think that's, that's really true. the end of the. I don't think they're actually yeah. hoping to get a just, bunch of applicants. They're just, just wanting brand recognition. We go, who's doing this? Yeah, what kind of crazy who's companies to, doing yeah, yeah. this? And what's their deal? <laughs> well, what? their deal is Honestly, what is their deal? And they look after nutrition and yeah. gut health. That's yeah. what their brand's all about. Uh, and you can. This is where this article gets strange. It says aspiring pumiliers can That's apply. Not, there yeah. is no one I, who's an aspiring pumilier. I don't want there to are be people ma- with weird kinks, yeah. but they're not so aspiring to have a job. They're I, just people that like sniffing poop, and it, that's strange. Exactly right. I don't know if uh, if I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't want to make fun of anyone who potentially has a job similar to this in Canberra. But yeah, I think this has got to be sort of like the end of your rope when it mm. comes to jobs. I don't think anyone aspires to be this. Yeah, no. I think when you give up on every other job. This is sort of the job that's waiting for you. I aspire to be uh, in a job exclusively where I don't smell poop, yes, to be perfectly yes, honest. Yes. Sometimes the di- uh, the toilets here clog up and yeah. then through the air conditioning vents, sometimes you get a bit of a waft. And I feel like quitting. I feel like ending my employment here exactly when that right. happens. Yes. Not, not signing me up for more. It's, that's... Yeah, the, the requirements that they're saying are for this job are usually the things that I look for and avoid in other jobs. So... If today at work, yeah. it's not part of your job to literally sniff poop yep. and then give yourself a funny little nickname about it, yeah. like a pumilier, yeah. be happy with yourself. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> and if you think this is what I've been missing out on, yeah. the article I'm reading here, in almost a very comical way, the last two words are apply here. Yeah, cool. And it's a clickable link. So, so they're just saying, look, if you are overwhelmed by this article, yep, you can Google. very much get into it. Yep, you can. <laughs> <laughs> apply here. <laughs> Josh, there is a woman who has accidentally eaten an absolute fortune. So over in the UK, Walkers, who I don't know if they're our equivalent of Lay's or Smith's, but their logo certainly looks exactly like the Lay's logo. I think it's the Lay's equivalent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they are doing a bit of a... uh, for eagle-eyed chip fans, which I am not, I'm more of a handful You're an eagle in the bag. Cherry? Huh? Eagle-eyed cherry? I'm not an eagle-eyed cherry either. I'm more of a hand in the bag and shove as many in your mouth as you can okay. and then worry about the consequences later. But they're saying that uh, for Valentine's Day, um, if you find like a heart-shaped chip, you win $100,000, okay. which is pretty cool. Um, there's a lady who found said chip, had it, had it out and about, it's like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing that they're doing. where She's eaten the golden ticket. And she has walked past the golden ticket and had just gone, well, I'm, I could go for some gold, and has just eaten the heart-shaped chip, a.k.a. the golden ticket. I'd be totally honest, I yeah. would eat a heart-shaped chip as well. I've, I have eaten a heart-shaped chip Me before. Too. You know when the two chips sort of like stick yeah, together? Yeah. They look like a love heart? Yeah, I've eaten a chip like that. I've got a photo of the chip, and I can guarantee you I've eaten one of these chips probably in the last 24 hours, I would say. Oh yeah, no, that's not that's yeah. not clear enough. That's, that's what not, I mean. That's not clear enough. That looks like two chips that have bubble blown up together in like the oven or something. It's a bubble heart, so it's yeah. not got any hard like it's got not got any sharp pink or anything. or anything. Put some pink food coloring in there. I actually think that that's not a bad idea because this is sort of like what I thought when I we were all tasked to do our own rat test. I'm like, it shouldn't be up to me to decide whether or not I've done a good job. Like, <laughs> Maybe this has gone far enough up my nose. Exactly right. I don't like the fact that I'm left to my own devices. This is the same thing. I don't want to have to try and decide because let's say you get 200 chips per bag. Let's say. Um, I don't want to have to go through each chip and be like, 
Mm. Uh, it's mm. missing a little bit of the one of the corners. Yeah. No, I'll have that mm. one. Or this this one side of the heart's a little bit bigger than the other. Uh, no, this isn't it. I don't want to have to do that. No. So make it pink. And nor or should you have to. Yeah. Nor will I because I'm not going to order Walker's chips from well, the nor UK. Nor can you because yeah. the lady's already eaten a hundred thousand dollar chip. God, you'd be mad. You'd be so mad. You'd be like, well, because the problem with chips too is it's not like a dog when it eats a bit of Lego. Like you will get that Lego back. Yes. No. No. A no chip's the, gone. Like the, the chip second, second it touches your tongue. It. Yeah. yeah it's it's gone. It's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how long it probably took her to realize as well. Like, do you put it in your mouth and you're chewing along, and then just like you're about to go to bed, and you're like, oh, what like have a, I done? Like a cabin sort of situation yeah. where you like jolt up in bed and you realize what you've actually done, or do you just like the second you bite into it, you're like, why was there just one chip laying out on the counter? This is the only thing that would be ruder than this. There are several foods where you can't do a limited edition food equals yeah. a prize yeah. variety. I would say a stack of Pringles, putting something like in the middle of that. Yeah. I'm in uh, gorge mode by the time I'm into yes. the middle of a tube of Pringles. Correct. I'm not paying attention to anything. It's I just, may know that. It's all going in my head. Um, uh, if you pop, you can't. Once you pop, you can't stop. They know what they're selling. Packet of Tim Tams, same thing. Yeah. You can't bury midway through a packet of Tim Tams something I need to pay attention to. Because yeah. once I'm midway through a packet of Tim Tams, I'm already in a bad spot. Yeah, you've so, already made my decision. I've made my choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be you, stopping now. You can't, in the foods that yeah. are just very snackable, you can't put a limited edition anything in the middle of them. No, I 100% agree. I think the only thing that this extends to outside of that is like an icy pole. If right. they were like, hey, if you find the pink icy pole... You have to run it to this service station before it melts, and then you win 100 grand. How good is that? It's like, not that good. By the way, we're in for a heat wave. Yeah, so... 44 every day from this point forward. You want to be quick. Good luck. <laughs> Qantas have announced that with international flights, they're going to start offering high-speed Wi-Fi for long-haul passengers. Okay. This is something they haven't been doing. Yeah. Um, Qantas pretty famously don't have Wi-Fi. If you're on a plane with Wi-Fi in Australia, you're usually on a Virgin plane. Yeah. And very it, few and far between where you see Qantas with any Wi-Fi access. Do they let you access, like, a, the entertainment Flight thing? entertainment system. Yeah, right. Okay, so that's the closest they have to yep. the mm-hmm. internet. Okay, cool. I am interested always when I see somebody complaining relentlessly about the fact they don't have access to the internet yeah. while they're flying. Yeah. I... I'm very, very big on TV on the plane. Loved TV. Loved that. Yeah. Loved when Virgin used to have Foxtel on the plane because uh, you could watch the news if something was happening, if there's a sport going on. I remember when we were in America, we were on that American Airlines flight and I watched SmackDown while we were going, while very we were cool. flying. And very I was like, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty kind of rad. Pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. We used to do that in Australia and we don't do it anymore. Yeah. I don't know why. But the thing here is the Wi-Fi part of it, I actually love, absolutely love being uncontactable when you're on a plane. Yeah, I like it as well. It's like I, a little yeah. holiday from all of your responsibilities. Yeah. Like, and it's one of the last, it's one of the few bastions in 21st century life of, oh, sorry, I couldn't get to the phone because of X, Y, Z. Exactly. If you say you're on a flight, people just don't have any further questions. Like, They're oh, just okay, like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, no, no problems. Yeah. I feel like I, I couldn't get to the phone because it was on the on charge in the other room. Yeah. People would be like, well, why didn't you leave it on loud? Yeah. Why, like, didn't, you, why didn't you, say, you bring your charger out? If you say I was I was on a flight. People go, oh, okay, fair enough. That's it. It's like, oh, it was out of your control. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing 100%. you could. Yeah, there's nothing you could have done about Start it. Starting adding Wi-Fi to every single plane that yeah. goes away. Yeah. That goes away. No, I'm very much on board with the concept of uh, yeah, putting Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi on the planes is never that good anyway. So it's like good enough that you would get a message, but not good enough that you could watch like a YouTube video. Yeah, I enjoyed so much like the little reprieve that you get from having to socialize with people. Yes, I look forward to it. yes, I, like, I blow it out. Yep. So like, I'll fly from Launceston to Canberra. And then I'll just go, like, just say my flight gets in at, like, 6 p.m. on a Sunday. 
and I won't reply to people until like 7pm on a Wednesday. Yeah, no, that's sorry. a little much. I, was I mean, I've definitely, yeah. I've definitely been guilty of leaving yeah. flight mode on till well past baggage claim. Yeah. Like, I've got my luggage. I'm like, well, I probably should switch the yeah. phone off flight mode now. Yeah, but no. yeah, leaving it multiple days no. and claiming it was a flight. Mum's like, where the hell have you been? I'm yeah. like, the pilot confiscated my phone. He confiscated it. He actually sort of And then he me. had to go straight to Brisbane <laughs> and he only just came back. Exactly. So, it was uh, actually terrifying. My phone. It was terrifying. <laughs> I'd quickly say to you, though, yeah. producer Michael solved this problem, which is great news when we were talking about this earlier this morning. Have the Wi-Fi on the plane just make it unbelievably expensive. Yes. yes so if you yes. need it, if you need it badly, yeah. it's $65 a minute. I'll so answer your phone call, but it's going to cost me 400 bucks. Yeah. So. <laughs> Josh, there is a place in Tasmania, I won't say where it is because I don't want them to get in any trouble, but you can essentially get married on a bee farm, which is very, very cool. It's very, very exciting. The veil's um, helpful for that because it's kind of like a, 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 a beekeeper's, a beekeeper's yeah. net. It is a lot like that, actually. <laughs> Until you flip it and then you're yeah. in a bit of trouble. And then you are very much, yeah, the beekeeper's things don't usually have uh, flip up. The, yeah, the flip-up thing. They usually want to keep it down pretty secure. But it'd be weird if the beekeeper's outfits, so they were like, well, how are we going to kiss each other? Yeah. So let's What's work out. On? Can yeah. we flip this up? <laughs> it doesn't need to be this serious. In the of beekeeping, we might just want a pash. So what are we doing? Incredibly freshly pollinated flowers and... Uh, I don't know, plants and everything that would be on that farm, I would imagine. Because oh, the bees don't have to go that far. It'd be tremendously beautiful, picturesque location. Tasmania everywhere kind of looks pretty nice in Tassie. Exactly right. I saw photos of one of these and I looked on the uh, captions. Apparently not all went well at this wedding that I saw because um, they... Can I have a guess what happened? Yes. Did someone get stung by a bee? Someone did get stung okay. by a bee. <laughs> which is honestly <laughs> terrible news for the bee. Because yeah, it does mean dead. death. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, that's it. It's game over. Unfortunately, that is your innings and you will... That's no more. We don't need any more from you. But this person obviously... Bees would be mad at a wedding. Yeah. As they're throwing the bouquet. It's a lack of respect for flowers, which like, is like their thing. Like, they you know love flowers. You know how much I had to spew onto this flower to get it to the point of where it's at and then rub my little bee hands together and get yeah. all my pollen, my pollen butt and on it. Just, and you're just throwing it. Exactly. Like it's some kind of game. Exactly yeah. right. Pretty rude. Also, they throw up the petals and stuff, which is even ruder. It's like, Very what the hell? So. Very much so. You know how much work it was cruel to do that on a bee farm in front of bees. Yeah, exactly right. As ma- So when I saw this, I was like, um, A, I don't feel bad. B, um, I feel bad for the bee, actually. Who got stung? Was it, a, was it the bride, the groom, the celebrant? The mother of the bride? It was a groomsman. So I will say, looks like potentially probably the best case scenario. That is the best case scenario. Because if you have one of the bridesmaids, you don't want it to like ruin the makeup and stuff. And also if you don't want it to be someone older. I've I've been a groomsman. I'd be happy to cop a bee sting. Me too. Everyone's standing on the altar. I'm I'm the one happy to cop it for the team. When when I was a kid, I used to live next to a bee farmer. Uh, He used to give us honey all the time. So there'd be bees in our backyard. And I've been stung by bee like a a lot. Mm -hmm. Just the one bee or? Well, no, the one bee died. Yeah, yeah you said I've been yeah. sung by a bee quite yeah, a lot. Like well, you were being bullied as a child. I mean, by it was one the bee. one. It was the one bee each yeah, time. Yeah, 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 but it was certainly just the one bee each time. Yep. Um, I would love to get stung by a bee now to know how much it actually I hurts. Don't, no, I, because I, I remember it being like the worst pain I'd ever me felt. Too, but me then too. I broke my arms and I've gotten tattoos and I've like needed stitches and stuff. I wonder if it hurts in comparison to everything else. Yeah, getting an adult bee sting. Yeah. What would that be like? Yeah, I there don't want go. to do it. Michael's already smirking, yeah. so we're going to no, get stung by a bee. That's going to be on the. Socials. That'll be on the socials yeah, next week. Yeah. Can, Can you, you allergic to bees? Huh? 
Are you allergic to bees? No, I'm not allergic to bees. Oh, you said that would involve you dying. No, 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 no like, them dying. Oh, the them bee. dying. I don't want the bee to die just so I can figure out whether or not it hurts or not. Jeez, like, I haven't been keeping an eye yeah, on you the way I should if you're <laughs> allergic to bees. And I also, what kind of a deranged lunatic am I where I'm like, I wonder if I, it would hurt now. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm allergic in this scenario. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? That's apparently Never it, once yeah. anyone gets stung by a bee. I'm trying to turn into the joker of bees. I will say to you right now, that this is not even the first instance I've heard of a, of an animal ruining a wedding. So dangerous. Our mate here in Canberra had yeah. his dog there for his vows, yep. and the dog did not stop barking yeah. the entire time, apparently. Yeah. Just caused a bit of a ruckus, a bit of a nuisance. I'll say a dog ruined a wedding for me, and I wasn't even getting married. I want to hear about that next. Yeah. But I'll tell you what else I want to hear. Yeah. Your stories, Canberra. 131060. Yes. Have you been at a, at a wedding? Maybe they didn't ruin the day, but did an animal have an impact at a wedding? You were sullied at? it. I would like to know, 131060, did they release some doves and the doves crapped on the bride or something? Exactly like, right. What, what happened with an animal at a wedding you attended? Yeah, exactly right. Just made the day a little more sour. This is a long shot, no doubt about it, but I know a story, Ned knows a story, yeah. and this bee story is a thing. So there are stories out there of this happening. If you've been at a wedding and there's the day's been made worse by an animal, get on the phone, 131060. But right now, 131060 is the number to call after, uh, well, predictably at a bee farm, a wedding at a bee farm. Someone was stung by a bee. Yes. We want to know, 131060, when has an animal impacted a wedding you've been at? Steve's on the line right now from Ford. How are you, Steve? Morning, boys. Very good. Oh, congratulations Brilliant, to you. You've won some tickets to the Canberra show just by being on air this morning, good Steve. You, well mate. done. Um, Steve. Oh, legend. Thank you. What has happened at a wedding you've attended? Uh, we weren't actually attending. We went um, We went to uh, the Hunter Valley. We were watching these poor couple. Uh, when they were getting married in the Hunter Valley, uh, getting swooped by Maggie. Oh, oh no, that's... They hilarious. were right at the front there getting swooped constantly. The actual, the, the bride yeah. and groom, oh, my God. It's like, that is... Uh, it's not like plovers either where you can just go like, well, they're not going to hit me. A magpie will straight up headbutt you in the chest. Look, I'm not suggesting any nefarious extraction methods for the magpie, but if you're the wedding venue, you've got to know that magpie's around. Yeah, of course. You've got to know that maybe we don't put the altar over there because the magpie does live just up there. Can you negotiate with magpies? What do they want? Do they want silver stuff or is that just because you relocate them? Yeah, maybe you just like sort of try and put some food in a very suggestive move the nest. You can't move the if nest. Th- I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, if you threw like glitter on a tree or whatever, so they're like, ooh, something shiny. About that tree. Yeah. yeah, do you think, or is that just crows? I mean, I it doesn't know. matter. I have no idea. I'm just trying to learn that. My point is, this is on the wedding. Venue. Yeah, this they is. They know yeah. they've got a swooping magpie. They know that there's an aggressive no, magpie no, on site. No spring weddings yeah. for this venue. Yeah. Yeah. Claire's on the line from Duffy. Claire, how are you? I'm good, thank you, boys. Yeah, good, Claire. Congratulations to you as well. Yes. This is the Canberra Show. Well done. Good on you for being on air. Thank you. Um, the main attraction there is fun. When were you at a wedding where an animal made something a little less fun? Um, I was a plus one to a friend of a friend, um, and they had their dog as the ring bearer. Cute. Um, oh, so cute, except the person who was looking after the dog and was in charge of the dog took his eyes off of the dog, and the dog ate the rings. Mm. I, I'm not this surprised. I'm surprised yeah. this doesn't happen more often, to be honest. Can I just quickly say, by the way, yeah. when we pitched this this morning, yeah. this was the story I wanted. Yeah. Claire, you have delivered the story of a ring-bearing dog <laughs> eating the rings. Very well done. This was the story I didn't Very think well was done, out there. Claire. We got it, Claire. Congratulations. We're all winners this morning. Wait, Claire, you said you're a friend of a friend invited. Does that mean you're allowed yeah. to laugh when something like this happens? Like, you're far enough removed from the bride and the groom. Did you let out, like, a little... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay, once again, another round of applause for you. You Claire. are just the correct response. The correct response. Well done. <laughs>
We're joined by producer Michael. We are joined by producer Michael, who has some pretty troubling statistics. Yeah, it's <laughs> someone. Someone. You want, yeah. You can retake, yeah. If you want to retake that, well, let me introduce you again, Michael, so you don't make it sound like you're a cat. <laughs> yeah, or, or like yeah. A, a fighter jet going past the stage. <laughs> <laughs> We have Michael here in the studio. Michael, how are you doing? What up? Yeah. Uh, yes. 100% I improvement. I want, yeah. this, I want this every time, a different greeting. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> All right, Michael, what's going on? Uh, so a man has um, posted on Reddit a simple, a simple question. Anybody else just cut off the moldy spots off your bread? Hmm. It seemed like there was going to be more to that question, <laughs> the way that you That's well, he did, announced he did, it. Yeah. The man did give us the context of it was a simple question. It was a, it simple, was question. a simple question. There doesn't need to be more to it. All right, Hell so no. Are we going, Hell you, you no. never do. And the second, and this is wasteful, and I understand this, but the second I see mold on a loaf of bread, I throw the, the whole, whole loaf. The, the whole thing yeah. has to go, I'm yes. like, this. Yeah. so mold has infected, I've seen The Last of Us, there is a fungusy thing infecting this Correct. loaf of bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe it's only on one part of it. I don't understand and how mold works. it's visible, but... Yeah, you absolutely get rid of it. Same logic. Same logic. Michael gets it. It's only visible, but where else is it? Where else is the bacteria? Where can't I see it? Um, Do you... uh, Lady Hawk said she doesn't want people playing with her delirium. Yeah. I don't want people playing with my bacterium. That's what I don't want. Okay, anyway, what a Michael. long yeah. bow that was. And honestly, I what, am yeah, so tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember, Terrible night. You know the reference is going to be good when someone goes, remember Lady, Lady Delirium? Yeah, yeah, Lady Hawk, sorry. Yeah. Great sorry, guys. song, great song. I want to make a pop culture reference, yeah. but before I yeah. do, I'm going to have to remind you of what the pop culture was. <laughs> I'm going it's, to have never, to, yeah. it's never effective. I'm just going to no. have to make sure we're all on the same page when it comes to pop culture, guys. Yeah. All right, I remember when you used yeah. to watch the OC and Seth Cohen's yeah. pe- te- peppy little pop culture <laughs> references would often involve an explanation of what he was about to say. And if you were going to make a reference like that, hey, we all know who Adam Brody is and his character on the OC, how he was snippy and charming or whatever. He was. I'm everyone, like that. Know, everyone knows that. <laughs> anyway. Are you telling me that I'm so yeah. old now that there's a considerable chunk of the audience who wouldn't know who Seth Cohen is? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's devastating. As a matter I'm fact, so sorry, everyone. Because I barely remember who he was. He what? Was a- well, he's a very I big, influential part of my teenage yeah. It's like Do I wanted self- to be him so badly. Go back through and watch the OC and Josh's... General demeanor will be explained to you pretty much to a T. Oh, nice. Josh is a lot like Seth. Like a docuseries. Yeah, Josh is a lot like Seth. And I don't think that's not on purpose. No, 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 of course not. I think it's actually just part of my personality, but I think it was born out of that. Yeah, no, no, I 100% agree, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you notice how Ned has just avoided the moldy bread question? I don't think anyone cares what my answer is. I will certainly, if there is a lid, depends how big the mold is. If it's smaller than a fingernail, whatever, who cares? Mold's not going to kill you, probably. It's how we found out penicillin, isn't it? There's like probably eating mouldy bread. Well, I don't think so. I think it was something to do with mouldy. Someone ate mouldy bread and went, Boy, George, I think I've got it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my scurvy's is all gone. <laughs> that infection, that sepsis is completely clear. You know how my leg was holding on by a thread yesterday? Well, it's here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that you convinced yourself yeah. that every gross thing you do will eventually lead to something good. Yeah, which, gonna, yeah. Yeah, they'll all eventually lead to medical cures yeah. of some kind. Maybe it's, hey, definitely don't eat mouldy bread. But at least we know from here on out. Ned's death taught us all an important yeah. lesson, yeah. and that was don't one little bit of mould. is <laughs> still too much mould. That was the Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. For region workers, compensation specialists, Malaganis, Edwards-Johnson, Canberra's Hit 104.7.